Welcome to another edition of Parenting 101, a podcast for parents of elementary school-aged children. My name is Amy Mendel. I'm the lower school director at Kentucky Country Day School, and joining me today is Corey Van Houten, the reading specialist at KCD. Welcome, Corey. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We're glad you're here, too. Today, we're going to talk about summer reading and tips for parents on how to keep children engaged in reading all summer long and to make it fun for them. So, Corey, what, what are some of your tips? Okay, well, I think one of the most important things over the summer to prevent them from losing all the ground that they've gained during the school year is just to be reading and to spend some time over the summer engaged in books and literacy and writing as well. So when they're reading every day, does that mean that they should be sitting by themselves and reading? Does that mean parents should be reading to them? What does that look like? Yes, yes, and yes. So I'm thinking JK through fourth grade, I still think it's important for parents to read to your kids. Um, it helps to build their fluency. You're a good model for vocabulary. You can talk about what you're reading, and it really helps with that enjoyment piece. Um, it's also important that they be practicing reading. So even at that little kindergarten level, um, they can get out a book and be telling the story or reading some simple books. Um, but kids should spend some time oral reading and silent reading to themselves as well. Um, and I think it's easy for us to think that our older kids don't want to hear a book from us anymore. Um, yeah. You know, around third or fourth grade, they start acting too cool for that kind of stuff, but they're not. Um, no. I, I even think that when they're a little, even a little older, even fifth and sixth grade, they enjoy pulling out a book, um, even rereading an old book that they used to love or reading to them something, you know, like the Harry Potter series. It's it's great, even if they can read it, to be able to listen to a story and have that discussion in that time. And they probably just like to spend time with you doing that as well. That I'm so glad you said that. In my house, we had a like a sort of a rule that when it was time to read Harry Potter, which wasn't until my kids were a little bit older than some other ones had been when they got to start reading it, much to their dismay. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they did read it, the only way they got to read it was if I read it aloud to them. So I read it to my oldest. And then when it was time for my youngest to read, I would sit down with her and she would always snuggle right up to me. We would sit in what was really supposed to be a chair for one person, but we would both sit in there together and I would read it to her. And I noticed that when I started it to read the whole series again, my older child who was in middle school at the time would start coming back into the room during that time. Yeah. She was acting like she had something else to do, like she'd right. maybe have her computer in front of her or her own book in front of her, but really she was listening to the story the whole time because she yeah. wanted to hear it read aloud too. And if you can pull them away from those electronics and just say, hey, you know, your teacher suggested that we do this um, and kind of take it off of, you know, do they want to do this? Then they really do enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a wonderful thing to do and a good way to spend time with your kids. What's something else that we can do? Um, I think that Keeping up with some of the writing for the summer is a good idea too, and one of the, a fun way to do that is just to make it meaningful and purposeful. So like if you want to get them a fun diary that they can write and keep their ideas in. Um, one of the things I do with my own kids is in the beginning of the summer, we always make a list of all the things we want to do in the summer, and they can write that list and help form that list. Um, if you need to go to the grocery, they can help write that list or write a letter to their grandparents or even a letter to their teacher that their teacher would write them back. Um, but anything that you can get them, um, encourage them to do some writing would be purposeful for them. Mm -hmm. I encourage keeping a journal too. I think it's just a really great practice to help kids learn early and it 
forces them to be a little bit reflective about their day and to synthesize their day into sort of a concise journal entry. Right. You know, they're not going to give a, a blow-by-blow description of their whole day, so they right. have to really sort of think about it and then choose the most salient points that they want to record in their journal, and I think that's meaningful for them, too. It is fun. And something else you can do, too, is have a conversation journal with your child. So it might be something that you might text them on their phones or Mm -hmm. something that you might tell them, and you can write it down, and then they can read it and write you back. That's a fun way to do a journal or even to have a journal where they keep, you know, just things that nobody's going to read. They don't have to edit it. They're just writing and just getting their ideas down. So I think journals are a great idea. Right. And if your child seems a little bit reluctant for the journal, letting them choose the journal, because there are lots of fun ones out there, and then letting them decorate the pages after they write on them will be a big sell. So like a scrapbook. Yeah, like washi tape and stickers and things like that. Fancy colored pencils or markers will make it a lot more enticing to them too. So write first and then you can decorate. So one thing you can do with a journal too is make a list of the books you read. So I think that's fun for kids too and they get a nice sense of accomplishment when they've read the book and they can sort of see this list of things that they've read. How can we help kids choose books that are good books to have them read either by themselves or have read to them? Okay, well, one of the things that they can do to choose books is think about what they're interested in. So it's really important if you're asking them to spend some time reading on their own that they have some choice. They can choose books by going to the library. They can go to a bookstore. You can just see what you have around your house. Um, There are some online resources if they have a Nook or something like that. Um, There are so many apps now and things that are free that you can find online. And one thing that's fun to do with them is to do some kind of summer reading incentive. So like Barnes & Noble offers a summer reading incentive where if you read eight books and you write them down, then you get to bring your sheet back and uh, pick a free book. So some of the students that I've told about that already give me this like wide-eyed, open mouth, like, really? You get a free book? So I think they do enjoy things like that. Public library usually has some kind of summer reading incentive. Um, It's great to get them to the library because then they might be checking out books that they've not seen before. I think another cool part about that too is that when they participate in those programs, when they go to turn their sheet in for their free book or they go to the library to participate in something, they see a lot of other kids that are also right. participating right. in that. Right, and everybody's doing it. Right, right. And it sort of, you know, makes them feel like they're part of something, part of a club. Or And I had actually a second grade student at KCD tell me today that their family, they've got four or five kids in their family, they do a family summer reading challenge. And so they write down all the books they've, re- they've read that month, and then they get to do something fun together as a family. So I thought that was such a great idea. Ah, That's a great idea. We might have to start that one at our house. (laughs) When kids are picking out books, though, I think sometimes we as adults can sort of impose our idea of like, what's a a good book? What's an appropriate book? And what's like trashy book (laughs) on our kids? And um, I, I think you would agree that we want to encourage that kids get to choose and that literature that's read by children comes in a lot of different forms and it looks a sure. lot of different ways. So sure. it can look like a chapter book, but it can also look like a graphic novel. Sure. Oh, yeah. And kids love graphic novels and comic books and they're appropriate for them to read. Actually, I don't really care what they're reading as long as they're reading. It can be magazines. It can be, you know, as an adult. When you think about what you like to read, sometimes you like to pick up a magazine, and sometimes I read a magazine backwards. I'll just flip to the end, and I start looking, and then I'll read an article, and they don't have to read it front to back. And I think it's important to also let them be able to start a book and then drop it if they're not into it. 
know, they don't have to finish every single book that they start. So if they read something, they're like, eh, not really feeling it, you know, let them abandon that book. Maybe it just wasn't a good fit for them and let them revisit something else. It's really nice to also expose them to new genres and, you know, make suggestions and help them show them how they can choose a book. Like they can read the back cover and see what it's about, or you can read that part to them, or they can flip through it and read, you know, a first couple pages and just see if they like it. Mm -hmm. And of course, libraries are a wonderful resource for help. Those librarians in the children's sections of libraries live to help a child find a book that they love. Right. I mean, that's what makes right. their job worthwhile. So yes. if you go in there and with your child and your child is able to answer questions with that librarian about what books they've liked before or what they're interested in, they will help them find right. something really, that they really Right, they're really willing love. to do that. Um, and even at the bookstores, if you go, you know, you can go to a used bookstore and ask the person who's in the children's section, you know, do you have any suggestions? You know, what's something that's popular right now? Um, and also on our on-campus, we've got summer reading lists that the teachers here at KCD have created, and they have suggestions of books that students of certain ages might like. One good thing, a little tip to know just for your students is if they're choosing a book and the character in the book is about their same age, you know that the content of that book is probably appropriate for that age and that they might you know, be able to have some connections with those characters. Mm -hmm. And on the KCD site too, just pro tip, if your child's going into third or fourth grade, they actually have some required reading to do. Right. So um, that's less fun than getting to choose something that interests you and that um, you know is, is in a variety of genres, but there will be something that they have to read. There is still choice within that, right. but they'll have to choose something from a specific list and do a little bit of work on that. And you, we talked about magazines before. You know, getting a magazine subscription is really exciting for kids. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they never get anything in the mail anymore, and to know that's that you're going to have a magazine come and it's going to be in the mailbox and they kind of look forward to it, or maybe they even forget month to month like they're not thinking about the magazine but then it shows up one day and then right. you know they'll run upstairs to their room or you know into wherever their comfy reading places and they'll sit down and read it so I think magazine subscriptions are a pretty inexpensive but fun way to get kids excited about reading and there's lots of great kids ones like National Geographic has a kids magazine time for kids um, there are things like American Girl magazine you know just right. lots of different areas that are appropriate for children definitely and that's kind of a lost art we don't usually get things in the mail anymore. You're right. They don't get mail as much because a lot of so much is online. So mm -hmm. that's kind of an, and it's nice to revisit those things even after you've read them, you know, to pull that magazine back out and reread something. Sure, sure. And the, and the pictures are fun. You yes. Know. Um, they can cut those up and make their journal and their, that's right. their scrapbooks. They that can after. cut them out. <laughs> yes, exactly. And reuse those things. So fun. Um, parents, you have a really, really important job in in this work over the summer, and that's not just that you get your kid to read, but that you read. Yeah, modeling reading is, is important. It's so important. If you model that you sit down with a book or a magazine or a newspaper and that you are sitting quietly reading and you're not letting yourself be interrupted to by your phone or... By your child. Yeah, <laughs> or the dog, <laughs> uh, but you're not getting on Facebook or, or Instagram or whatever. You're not an answering a phone call, but you're actually sitting there and setting aside time for you to read. Screens are off, TV's off, everything is quiet. That is really how you get kids interested in reading because they see that it's 
a value. Right, they see it's important. And that could be part of your summer reading challenge where everybody stops and just reads for a little bit. Even if it's 10, 15 minutes of your day, that might be something fun to do with your family. Right, and it might help you, busy parents who don't have time for that. If you set that aside for yourself, then... Right, and then we fall asleep. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's what happens when I read. Yeah, maybe you'll, maybe you'll actually read that book you've been wanting to read. <laughs> Um, I think for parents of really little children, too, maybe coming into JK or even at JK in kindergarten, we overlook one really important aspect of reading, and that is just like singing songs and playing rhyme games. Right. So you're, you're helping your child get ready for reading by not only reading to them, but by playing all those silly word games. Um, we do this at my house all the time. I have two little ones, and even from when they were really little, they're taking a bath, and I'll start singing, bath, 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 we're going to do in the bath, bath starts with the book. And we just make up stuff, or you just start rhyming with them, get up the stairs, stairs, pairs, you know, mm -hmm. and just anything like that they start laughing and they think it's funny and then they start doing it. So um, if you can sing songs, if you can do rhymes, if you can do poetry or nursery rhymes, jump rope songs, um, any of those type of things with your kids, that's really fun and helpful for them and helpful with their language. Yeah, for sure. And if you are sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I can think of one nursery rhyme right now or <laughs> right, one song, uh, you know, they have all those things on like iTunes and other places. You right. can get yourself a little playlist from Pandora, I'm sure, or something like that and have that on in the car while you're yeah. going to and fro or at bath time or whatever. Or on those long car rides yes. on your vacation. Yes. Yeah. Jack Hartman, he has some YouTube videos that are kind of silly. He He's kind of a silly guy, but the kids like it, and they think it's funny, and they're short, like three, four minutes, and they might like something like that also. Right. And then there are a lot of great books that really are good rhyming books. Sure. Um, like one of my favorite ones with my kids was Jamberry. Yeah. And um, it's a cute one. And, of course, Dr. Seuss has a lot of rhyming books. And Right. And ABC books are great, too. Um, something fun to do with those is... You know, they go through and you read the alphabet book, and then they can make their own alphabet book. And this can be fun. They can collect things from outside um, and put them in. And when we're talking about that scrapbook, just anything to get them engaged in um, around letters and sounds and words is great. Mm -hmm. And then for older kids, I think we have a tendency for our third and fourth graders, because they're often reading their material by themselves. They're saying to you, yes, I read it. We might ask them a question like, well, what happened in the book? And so we sort of check that off our list, like, okay, they did it. We're done. But it's important to remember that we need to ask them more in-depth questions and, if possible, to also read the book that they're reading so that we actually know what the book right. is about and can have a conversation with them about it. Because what we want to encourage with older students is that really in-depth comprehension and that they're making connections with what they're reading, either to something in their own life, um, between characters in the book they're reading with another character in a book, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and to ask those questions, open-ended questions. Right, and a good way to do that is, you know, we were talking about reading to your child, is to take turns. So if they have a book that they need to be reading, they can read some to you, and then you can read some, and then you can leave them and let them read for a little bit on their own. Um, but that's a nice way to do it you know, kind of organically, where they're just, they're not being... Um, made to feel like you're being their teacher because they don't like that. Um, but just having that discussion with them about it. Um, I watched a movie and the 
the girl in the movie had to give her father an analysis of what she was reading because uh, her reading book was not on the approved list. <laughs> and so she said, well, it's interesting. And he said, that's an illegal word. Can't use that. So you don't want to stop it. Oh, it's good. It's interesting. It's okay. You do want to ask them uh, more specific questions like, what is it that you like about it? Why do you think that the character is doing those things? And um, get into a little bit more of the meat mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always ask questions too, like, do you know anybody that acts like this character? Or does the character remind you right, of anybody from a different story? Or sometimes I go way out there and say, well, well, if you were going to this character's birthday party, what present would you buy them and why? Right. You know, just something <laughs> something crazy like that. Makes yeah, because they have to take all that information yeah. that they know and they have to make an inference with that. And kids are uncomfortable sometimes, especially in school, when you ask them a question and there's not a definite answer. So doing that at home more often with them, like, what do you think? What, what makes you think that? You know, was there something in the story that gave you some information that made you come to that conclusion? Those are all really good questions to ask. Right, and asking to provide evidence from the text is yes. important too. Like, well, which right. part of the story made you think that? Right. You know? and, and kids, um, especially younger children like we have in third and fourth grade, maybe don't understand too that their opinion matters, you know, yeah. so sometimes asking them, well, did you like how it ended? You know, and maybe even saying to them, I really didn't like the ending. Right. You or know? to let them know it's okay not to like, it's okay not to like a book. You know, it's okay to read something and say, you know what, I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. But then to be able to explain why you didn't like it is, you know. Right. That's a you good can't just say I didn't like it, it was boring. Like that. Right. <laughs> what about it right. was boring? If you didn't like the ending, what would you change about it? You yeah, know, I mean, it's so right. it's, That would be great. How would you rewrite this ending? Right. So you want to really kind of get to the heart of the the book with them, not just the surface skimming questions with them. Yes, great idea. Yeah. Anything else that you think would help our families really have a great reading summer? I think just have fun with it. Um, you know, it's important that they continue to do it. And if you make it fun and you get excited and you take them say, hey, let's go, you know, let's go to the library today. Let's just go see what they have. I want to check out a book. And I thought, you know, you could come too and we can look at it together. I think doing it that way will take you far instead of saying to them, oh, you have to do this reading today and it has to be, you know, 10 mm -hmm. minutes, go find a book. Mm -hmm. So, you know, help them with that and help them help just make it fun. That's right. And again, that's modeling too. If you're sure. excited about it and you show that it's something enjoyable and pleasant, then they'll see it that way too. Right. Yeah. Well, Corey, thank you so much for talking with us today. You're welcome. We're so glad that you could be here. And to everybody listening, thank you for joining us for another week. We'll be back in two weeks with another helpful topic for parenting in this day and age with elementary age children. Have a great day. Bye.